Welcome to the Pope on Film. I am Bunny Williams, and with me is... Oh, hi there. <laughs> it's me, uh, Reverend Steve. I am the Pope in question. I am the founder of the Church of Ed Wood, which is an actual thing worth a Google. This is episode 291 of the podcast, and uh, I, I, uh, it should be good. Uh, fun act one, maybe a short act two, but uh, I don't have a typical chap, but I've got something special lined up. Uh, something short and special that I'm happy about. And then uh, we have to talk about a movie, which... I think for the time is fine. Okay. I mean, if this movie was made today, I would laugh it off the face of the earth. But when you think about the movies of the time, like barbed wire, tank girl, Shaquille O'Neal in steel, the phantom, like this fits. Yeah. And, the Crow Two, Judge Red, like this is this is this is fine for the time, right? It's fine for the time, but I also think you have to give it a little more leeway. Being a uh, full moon movie, full moon, full moon features. Ah, it's been a while since I've had to care about full moon features, but yeah. anyway, that's that's for Act Three. Uh, so, so let us do this. Oh, that was a horrible. Okay. There you go. Okay. Don't hit here. Bunny. Yes. It's discussion time. Okay. Okay. I have a discussion question for you here at the top of the show. I'm going to ask the question and then I will answer first to give you time to come up with an answer. Okay, Bunny? Okay. Okay. So I have a question, and the question is, what one Hollywood decision has always pissed you the F off? Bunny, let me tell you what Hollywood decision always pissed me off. Pissed me off when it happened and still does to my very core. Okay. 2003. Uh, comic book writer Mark Millar was on a roll. Okay. Uh, he helped create the Ultimates universe. He helped create, uh, you know, a modern reinterpretation of, of uh, Spider-Man. He helped create like a real renaissance for Marvel comic books. Uh, and he was on such a roll that he left Marvel and started his own comic book universe that he 100% owned. And it, it was his own universe. And then he made a bunch of different comic book series in that universe. And he called it Miller World. Okay. And in this world was, and in this uh, comic book universe was birthed such eventual hits as Kingsman, that was a Mark Millar comic book. Oh. Uh, Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass, which they made two of. And a great short run of comics, which was called Wanted. 
Now, this comic book, which my wife and I loved back in the day, was about a young man who learns that his father was a supervillain. And that in this world, there used to be superheroes and supervillains, but the supervillains won and basically erased all memory of superheroes and supervillains. And now we just think that that the superheroes and supervillains were just uh, uh, fictional creations in comic books and movies. But the secret ruling class over everyone is all supervillains. And it's a really great comic book that suggests famous superheroes without legally showing said famous superheroes. Yeah. Like I remember the shot end of one where where um, they're going through like some remnants of this bygone era. And they go, that cape there, is that? And, and the other guy says, yes, it is now. Let me show you some more. And as they leave, you just see a ripped up red cape in like a display case. And it's like, okay, well, then they're saying Superman without saying Superman legally. And it it, it was a really good comic book uh, series. In 2004, Universal bought the rights to the comic and started working on a movie. But here's here's what they did. They basically beetled it. Because okay. the, Beatles, the Beatles, they did an audition for what, Decca Records or something like that. And the person in charge said, uh, you guys are great, but look, uh, guitar groups are on the way out. They're not popular anymore. So we're not going to hire you. So when Universal started working on the Wanted movie, they said, uh, it's 2004. Everyone's sick of comic book movies. Yeah. Nobody wants to see any more comic book movies. So we better change Wanted so that it's about freaking magical assassins that can make bullets turn corners and shit. Yes. And that pisses me off to no end. That they would just straight up ruin a great series of comic books because, oh, no one wants to see comic book movies. And now uh, that movie had like had Angelina Jolie and it had like freaking all of these famous. Yeah, so much so they're like, this movie deserves to be remade with the comic book villain part intact but they made their weird uh oh we're assassins that can bend bullets they made that into such a big universal studios hollywood spectacular that like there's and no way morgan any freeman right wasn't morgan freeman in that fucking movie yeah morgan freeman's in it yeah and they made such a big deal about this movie that no one in their right minds would make a remake but they should because it should be supervillains and not magical bullet bending assassins. That's effing ridiculous. Yeah. I hate that decision. And it just still to this day enrages me. Enrages me. Yeah. So that is my answer. Bunny, you've had a little bit of time. What one Hollywood decision has always pissed you off, Bunny? 
I don't know if this quite fit. Well, first, let me just get out of the way that I'm still really upset that we have yet to see Gilbert Godfrey's Batman. But I don't know if this really fits into what you, you... I'm still very angry that we did not get to see Dark Lord Jar Jar Binks. I I thought that that would have been fucking genius. Fucking genius. Could you imagine getting to the third movie, starting off with something like The Phantom Menace, and you get to the third movie and you find out that it was fucking Jar Jar Binks all the time. That would have been so goddamn mind-blowing if they did it correctly. Hey, you know, they're still working on more of the Mandalorian. Yeah. You know, like uh, Pedro Pascal walks into a bar and he's like... I'm looking for a man they call whatever. And then suddenly, you know, someone in the back of the bar, like in the shadows doing shots, you just hear them go. You suck can kiss me. ass. <laughs> it's like pissed off Jar Jar, like a goatee. Yeah. I don't know. Like See, a I- I I never got around to finishing season two of The Mandalorian. That's how it's... It's okay. Okay, you know, whatever. But with these kinds of cameos and everything, isn't it like the laugh-in of the Star Wars universe? I mean, you just don't know what door is going to pop open and like, oh my God, it's Joanne Flug, you know? Yeah. But the main is like, oh my god, look, it's Luke. What? Yeah. What? Jefferson Starship? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I, I seriously would have loved... So it doesn't quite fit what you're saying, because you're talking about something that's actually a comic book, actually a thing that they made a movie out of and ripped the heart and soul out of it. This is really just a fan theory of Jar Jar Banks, but I think that w- that is the most genius thing I've ever heard, and I'm really sorry we didn't get that. The thing that pissed me off about uh, about Star Wars is that Anakin, are you all right? Ah, oh, my mom died. She was taken by these sand people so i murdered all of them i killed them all i killed the entire village of sand people even the children even the babies i just slaughtered them and then padme goes oh that's horrible do you want to get married (laughs) like what the hell is wrong with you yeah yeah yeah, this like, is where you give your Letterman sweater back. <laughs> I would have been, I would have been gone halfway through the sand monologue. <laughs> so you sat through the entire sand monologue, and then he killed an entire race of sand people, and then you're like, "Oh, I'm bagging this one." This, yeah, <laughs> the hell. Mm-hmm. In Jar Jar. 
and, and then she was all shocked that he killed younglings. Yeah. Dude, you what? should have seen this coming. What? Younglings? He would never do that. That's not the Anakin I know. Well, he did kill a whole race of Mexicans. Sorry, did I say Mexicans? I meant sand people. <laughs> they live in the desert and speak a strange language, and they all have uh, brown masks over their face. <laughs> I didn't mean to say Mexicans. I meant sand people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm surprised that they didn't go to the cantina and they ordered food and they're like, ooh, this sand people food sure is spicy. Yeah. <laughs> and then B. Arthur shows up. It's like, I own this bar. We need to build a wall to separate the Moss Eisley from the sand people. Coming over here, taking all of our Moss Eisley jobs. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember as a child watching Star Wars saying, this is fun and all, but you know what this needs? Trade disputes. Trade disputes, yes. Trade disputes and Senate drama. Yes. That's what Star Wars needs more of. Politics and disputes concerning trade routes. Yes. So... Nailed it. What I think is weird is the fact that, like, uh, oh, we're spending millions and millions of dollars doing an entire new Star Wars trilogy. We're it's going to be the biggest thing in the world, and we're going to do movie spinoffs, or we're going to do. Never mind. This TV show is Star Wars now. This TV and show, man, with everything we have seen out of the Senate, how unbelievable are the Senate scenes in Star Wars? Like, like, yeah. You would think that, like, somebody should come been coming along, hovering in that in that like hover chair room or whatever the fuck it was, and say the universe is actually a giant living whale. Yeah, that would be more believable. Yes, yes. It would, yeah. Except everything was all orderly, and they were all making some kind of sense, even if it was Star Wars sense. There was order, there was decor, totally unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Hollywood decisions that have always pissed you off. That's what this uh, yes. segment has been. It's been fun. And cut on that. Yes. We need to talk about Joss Whedon. Yes, we kind of do. Everybody else is. I know you were my theory. Go ahead, please. I know you're a fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, or you were. Yes. A fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I've been a big fan of Joss Whedon as a whole. Big fan of Buffy the Vampire. Big. Yeah, Big Buffy the Firefly. Yes, that is a combination of everything about Joss Whedon that I love in one glob. Uh, I'm Buffy the Fire, the Buffy the Firefly Avenger. Yeah, and yeah. the Avengers, of yeah. course, and and his writing, and in particular his his dialogue, I think is fucking genius. 
It's sorry that he yeah, turned out to be a scumbag. Yeah, but he's a scumbag. Yeah, but he's a the scumbag. Yo, so I yeah. Yeah. So a couple of days ago, I read a wonderful article on Jezebel.com about uh, the rise and fall of Joss Whedon and, quote, the myth of the Hollywood feminist hero. And so for years, read that article. Yeah. So for years, Joss Whedon was wasn't he was an he was a he was an ah shucks feminist. Yeah. No, he was one of those. Yes. Well. Some people call me feminist, but I don't call myself a feminist because all I'm doing is fighting for what's right. Why should that have a label? It should be the normal. It should yeah. be the now. People are saying, why are you a feminist? And my answer is because you're asking those questions. <laughs> uh. You know, I guess, ah, shucks, I guess I'm the guy they go to when they need someone to write a strong woman character. You know what the problem I think Hollywood has with writing women is that they just forget that women are people too, you know? Yeah. And I guess know that i guess i just know and just the just the concept of huh we need we need a strong female voice for this yeah get that fat balding white man on the phone right now we need to write a woman character yeah get that fat straight white man over here pronto we need to write a woman like fuck (laughs) you dude (laughs) fuck you but in so in 2017 his ex wrote an article chronicling his repeated infidelity and how he used his marriage as a shield to get close to women I'm glad you you remember that I'm glad you remember that because I remember us fucking talking about it at that time and then when shit started coming up again it's like this isn't really what we talked about why why are we starting at the guy who had a problem with him on, on uh, Justice League. Ray Fisher, cyborg. Yeah. No, it, yeah, no, it Why goes back to that. fucking story there. Back it up a yeah. bit. Yeah, in 2000, 2017, his ex-wife like spelled everything out, that he would repeatedly cheat on her, and the way he would get close to women that he would eventually cheat on her with is by using the marriage and being like, hey, don't worry, Hollywood is difficult, but hey, I'll take you under my wing. Hey, it's all right, you can trust me, I'm a feminist. I'm not going to hit on you. Check out my wife of seven years. Totally fine. Here, let me give you a back rub. So uh, he would use his marriage as a shield to get close to women. But then people were like, oh, well, hey, they would, it, people were so dead set on Joss Whedon being a successful uh, feminist in Hollywood. And people were also just, Joss Whedon was making money hand hand over fist. So uh, people glossed over that, like, hey, you can be, you, people literally came to his defense saying, hey, this is just, this is just the ramblings of a bitter ex-wife. I mean, you can be infidelitous. You can, you can, you have in you can cheat on your wife and still be a feminist 
So then Ray yeah. Fisher. I, I, I get, and and when, whenever, whenever this happens, like, like, even even liberals in the left can have that part of the conservative Republican mindset where I like this thing. This thing has done something bad. It's being attacked. I must now go defend it. You yeah. know? And I don't get that. It's yeah. Like, I, he, Joss Whedon's a fucking genius. He is a goddamn genius writer and a scumbag. Those two things can yeah. exist at the same time. Yeah. So then, so then Ray Fisher, who was cyborg in Justice League, um, accused Joss Whedon of having a very toxic workplace on the set, and WB responded by firing him. Yeah. And it's like, huh? We can uh, acknowledge his actions. Or we can back the man who has made and will continue to make our studio hundreds of millions of dollars. This is not a question. We're just going to fire actor Ray Fisher. And then what might be the final nail in the Joss Whedon coffin, Buffy actress Charisma Carpenter posted about abuse from Joss Whedon and then being fired from Buffy for the hideous crime of being pregnant. Yes. And, and like she's like super pregnant and the doctor's like, oh, well, uh, she's pregnant and she's having a hard time with the pregnancy. So we need to you need to make sure that, that she takes it easy. And Joss Whedon responded to that by like, OK, we're working until 4 a.m. Well, he even went as far as suggesting a fucking abortion to her. Yep. What sick fuck? Does that yeah. Yeah. for your for your TV show for your little your little yeah. TV show? That's that's and what insane. and what happened and what happened to Charisma Carpenter is upsetting, but also the fact that that's getting so much attention pisses me off because Ray Fisher came out this uh, young black man and said, oh. I am here calling out Joss Whedon's history of abuse. And people are like, eh, we're not listening to you, black guy. And Charisma Carpenter said, Ray Fisher is correct because this happened to me too. And now the media is like, what? A white woman? We now need to have serious conversations about Joss Whedon. And it's like, why weren't we having these conversations in 2017 when the ex-wife spelled everything out? And why weren't we having these conversations when Ray Fisher was talking about how horrible freaking Justice League was? It's upsetting. And now a ton of actors and actresses are coming forward. And just the audacity of Joss Whedon being the go-to person to write for women. Like, here's an idea if you want uh, to, to write a strong woman character in your show get a woman to write it and not get a, a rich straight white man. Yeah. Yeah. Like screw you, Joss Whedon. Like that pisses me off. That seriously pisses me off. And it's, and like, it's so fucking difficult to really write a, a female character. I've written a few female characters and I think, I mean, nobody else could say, but me, but I think I've write some fucking damn good female characters 
because I'm I'm just writing a character. That character happens to be female, and that's all there is to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Anyway, I just wanted to I just wanted to take some time and act one of the podcasts to shit on Joss Whedon. Well, we do have to conclude it, but you know, to come to Joss Whedon's defense, I think this these are all fake and planted stories by Zack Snyder to get more money off of his Justice League cut. I just want to. I just want to make it clear there, that the Snyder. I just want to come clear and say that the Snyder cut does not exist. Justice League bombed, so what they did is they said, "Okay, we'll give you a second chance to make the movie. Here's a couple hundred million dollars more. Make it again." Oh, really? And so he's filming all these. New- scenes and and the movie is now going to be four and a half hours long and it's going to have all of these new scenes that he wanted to do but wasn't able to and yada 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 and it's just the snyder cut doesn't exist this is a this is this is justice league take two and it's a bit ridiculous because the movie already bombed and and what it showed like like uh hey the design of sonic the hedgehog was bad you should redo it. Okay, we'll redo it. And we got a really good movie. Sonic the Hedgehog is a pretty good movie, and it's fun, and Sonic looks really good. And, hey, power to the fans. That's wonderful. But the the Snyder Cut is just a bunch of toxic males who got Warner Brothers to just redo a bad movie. Yeah, yeah. The one thing about the, excited, uh, the Snyder Cut that I'm excited to see is that I hear that they took it back to ALR and they re-looped. So now every time you hear the word Martha, it's looped with chicken pot pie. Nice. Nice. So now it's, your mom was named chicken pot pie? Totally makes a difference. Yeah, I'm so excited to see Jesus Joker. Hooray. Yeah. And the biggest thing about the Snyder Cut that I really want to see, he put nipples on Batman. Yeah, yeah, good, good, good. Yeah, his suit, all nipples now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just nipples everywhere. Bat nipples all over the place. His cow squirts Uh, milk. (laughs) Nice, nice. Bat milk. Uh and cut on that. Fuck Joss Whedon. And cut on that. Oh, no. Buddy! Yes. We still have a movie to get to. We need to talk about uh, some things and stuff. We need to talk about um, Evil Bong. Okay. Reanimator. Dick Tracy. Uh... Stop motion skeletons. This movie felt like a like I was watching a pilot. Yes. Yes. Like they just made a pilot and, and they're like, this could be a TV pilot. What? No TV stations want it? All right. Let's shove in a few F words and some titties. It it definitely has that. Uh, we should just wait till we get there. Okay. Yeah. We need to talk about Coco Chanel. We need to talk about cow cow tools. 
cow tools. But before we get to any of that, maybe we should take a break. Should we take a break? We should take a break. I concur. We will be right back with more of the Popon film after this. Do 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 these 
posts in the rants and raves section of the Oklahoma City Craigslist page because it, I, I guess it's just justifying my beliefs. People are horrible. The headline is USA and Mexico. Stop it. God, okay. Uh, all right. I'm going to keep a positive attitude towards this. I was visiting with a blood relative who was married to a Mexican. And the relative brought up Trump and the wall. The relative was irritated that Trump thinks Mexico will pay for the wall. Being a nice relative, I just listened and was told Mexico hates Trump. I feel as if I have stumbled onto something. Go, Trump, go, baby. Build that beautiful wall. So happy to be a brown-skinned individual in the Bible Belt. Gee, I feel so uh, welcomed and invited. Just feel so warm. People are treating me so nice here. It's like, man, they make sure to put their sights on me first. It's like I have red dots all around me from their sniper rifles. Yay! I'm gonna get me a pickup truck and a dog and a shotgun. I'll start saying y'all. I need I need to go whiteface if I'm gonna live here any longer. Really excited about that. song I'm going to be playing for you guys. Uh, I, I haven't finished the song yet. I haven't finished it yet. It's a work in progress. But I, I think I have enough that I can play it for you here. Uh, it's a good song. So far, I, it's pretty good. Uh, please be nice in the comments. Please be nice. You know, because it, you know, it's not 100% done yet. It's a work in progress. If you guys could just, you know, be nice. You know, I would appreciate that. So, uh, here you go. This is, this is what I've got so far. I call it Unrequited Petals of Tomorrow's Yesterday. That's what I call it. And, uh, uh this is, this is, how it goes. <clears throat> Oh, I think that's all I got so far, and um, I think it's a good beginning. 
think it's I think it's a good start. And uh, if you have if you have any if you have any requests, uh, you know, let me know. And uh, yeah, talk to you later. Yes, Lord. Is is that you, Lord? Yes, Lord. I understand. Kill the infidels. Kill the infidels. Yes, my lord. I will obey as soon as I get out of here. In the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. In the jungle, the great jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. <laughs> Near the village, the peaceful village, the lion sleeps tonight. Near the Anybody want a peanut? Come back next week, and I'll go give you all the peanuts you want. Hello, everybody. It's me, Reverend Steve. 
There's a possibility you can hear me right now. Maybe you can, maybe you can't. Apparently, Bunny's having some, a few technical issues. So there's quite a possibility that right now you can hear me, even though we're not back yet. So if you can hear me, hey, let's just talk. You like talkies? Uh, I've never had talkies before, but I recently completed the bean boot the jelly belly bean boozled fiery five challenge i've always avoided spicy foods my entire life but i actually ate a carolina reaper jelly bean and so now i have a complete new lease on life as far as spicy food is concerned so uh yeah i, I might try some takis later today or later this week never had them I have one of my daughters just eats them constantly. So, so there's that. My daughter is one of my daughters is about to be 20. Crazy. That's crazy. Okay. I was talking because there's a possibility that people might be able to hear me. You know, Sooner I don't know if people can hear me or not. So I've just been talking. In a Manhattan apartment, Dr. M. Tom Mordred has stood guard between our world and the dark dimensions. Now, allow me to finally move on to the good bag of gummy bears, Haribo Gold Bears, which are the best. Really excited that we finally got to the happy world of Haribo. These are the best gummy bears. You ready to roll back in? Yes. Okay. And we're back with more of the Poop on Film. Bunny. Yes. Bunny. Bunny. Yes. Are you ready? Are you ready for America's favorite podcast segment that's taking the world by storm? Bunny versus. Are you ready? Are you pumped? Are you psyched? Are you amped? Are you jazzed? Are you jazzed, Bunny? Are you ready to do it? Ready to conquer? Ready to kick names and take ass? I I believe so. Okay. Well then, without any further ado, it's time once again for Bunny versus. And now here is your host. Bunny Williams, take it away, Bunny. It's a fucking potato, for Christ's sakes. Yeah. You know, like... <clears throat> good God. It's a potato. Suddenly, suddenly, there's a massive group of people whose main concern is a toy potato's gender. Yes. That's where we are in society. Yes. Um, excuse me. But suddenly the gender of this toy potato is the most important thing in the freaking world to me. Like, who gives a shit? <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. And, and, and I, I believe I have a new superpower manifesting. Okay. What is that? Uh, 
so over on G, it might have been the uh, the Cinema Insomnia group or the OSI group. I forget exactly which one it was. Somebody had posted a picture of Mr. Potato Head. And this was really completely unrelated to the Mr. Potato Head story. This was posted just because the Mr. Potato Head looked like Mr. Lobo. You know? Okay. And in that group, yeah. they're always posting pictures of this looks like Mr. Lobo, that looks like Mr. Lobo, whatever. So it was Mr. Potato Head. And then Mr. Lobo had said, uh, I have a lot more eyes or I have a thousand eyes or something like that, making a potato joke. And I I went and I commented and I was like, yeah, but it's the eyes that you have in the back of your head that always makes me think of walnuts. Weird. Okay. Okay. And now, and, and like, I'm like, okay, nobody's going to get this fucking reference. Nobody is going to get this fucking reference. The only, but the only people who are yeah. going to laugh are going to be old motherfuckers like me, if that. And now the Walnuts okay. episode of the Dick Van Dyke show is fucking everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, because of one. But I uh, made the joke first, goddammit. It is my superpower. Mine. Very nice. WandaVision hadn't even aired yet. <laughs> very impressive, buddy. Yes. Very impressive. So it's a new superpower manifesting. We're going to have to see where this goes. All right. All right. I support that. So let me tell you this funny joke about the Olsen twins and the train crash. (laughs) Freaking Olsen twins, man. Mm -hmm. Man, New York Minute. That was an all right film. (laughs) Expecting New York Minute to be crap, but... It was all right. So how have you been, survivor of the of the jelly bean challenge? Yes. So I, 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 I did. I was at the store. I was at the supermarket and I was going through their um, Easter section of the soup of the supermarket right by our house, hoping that they had chocolate-covered marshmallow eggs. For some reason, I can just never find them until right before Easter. Mm-hmm. Never understand why. Like, like, oh, let's put up our Easter display. Here is our Easter display of Easter stuff. But we won't put up the chocolate-covered marshmallow eggs just yet. And I never understood that. So I'm looking for them, and I can't find them. And right there in between the, like, colored eggs and the the paws, whatever, dye and all of that, I see a box, and it's the Bean Boozled Fiery Five Challenge, the five hottest jelly beans, and there's a massive warning on it. And I'm like, you know what? It's like six, seven, eight, seven dollars, and, and it's super hot. I should get this. So I put it in my cart, 
And as I'm walking down, I'm seeing the warning and it's massive. And it says people with asthma should not take this. People who are sensitive to spicy things should not take this. And I'm like, okay. So I, I chickened out and I put it just randomly on the shelf. And then I went back to looking for the actual things that I came to the supermarket for. But the more I'm thinking, of, the more I'm looking for the other things, the more I'm thinking content is content. And I'm already here. Yeah. We won't get to the Carolina Reaper uh, jelly bean, but hey, you know, content is content. Videos are videos. So I have a finite number of books. May, you know, this might be fun. So I went back to the place where I stashed the the fiery five, and I bought it. And then uh, I did it immediately. I recorded the video immediately after we did the podcast because by the time we got to the end of the podcast, I was pretty fucking high. Yeah, I was. Re- I, and then I said, man, I'm just going to I'm just going to lay down and rest. But then I'm like, wait. This is the perfect time to do those hot ass jelly beans because <laughs> I'm high and that will do nothing but help. Yes. I'm like, OK, I'm going to go. I'm going to have myself an energy drink, sit down while I'm still high and do this video. I just hope that no one will notice I'm high. This should be fine. And I think that if I wasn't high, that I don't think I would have been able to do that. Yeah. But the fact that I'm high helped me complete it. And I'm really proud of that. I'm really proud of that. You, you, did, you, you know? did great. You did great. I yeah. heard, I just heard the word habanero and I was like, he's not going to make it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I wasn't even I wasn't even pronouncing that right. I don't think. I don't I don't think but, I could get past the habanero. And I was eating like the half of each jelly bean. Yeah, I didn't. I, I was eating half. To cheating. Yeah, but I still think that that I did pretty good. I did. Yes. You know, I was proud of myself. And also yesterday, I posted a Black Lives Matter story time, which I was really proud of for a Black History Month story time. That yeah. I was really proud of. And it was a serious story time about uh, segregation and civil unrest in Birmingham, Alabama in 1963. And I was really proud of myself for being so serious. I was really proud of that. Uh, my friend Sarah, yeah. it's weird. Uh, we used to date a long, long time ago in Phoenix and unlike every other person that I've ever dated in my entire life uh, we still care about each other yeah she doesn't hate my guts and want to kill me for some reason okay. so she sent me this care package and, and, and it came with a bunch of stuff and uh, uh, look at this look at this of all the people like nobody in the house particularly cared about this but look at this she got me a movie kids meal box. Nice. Yeah. She got me a movie meal. And so I put that in my background and now that's there forever. So I'm really proud of that. Uh, did, it, did it come with a meal or was it just no, the box? It's just the box. It's just the box. She also got me a postcard. You can, you can order movies these days. Yeah. Apparently there was a... Uh, there was a pop-up movies restaurant and gift shop that popped up in like downtown Phoenix. Uh, 
I'm going to. So she got me that and she got me a postcard and a bunch of other things. And so, yeah. So that, that felt good to have something come in. Uh, I'm very close to finishing the good place. Okay. I stopped like halfway through that TV show for no reason whatsoever. And so I'm, I'm finally getting around to finishing that. Um, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about this in Act 3, but I've spent the last two weeks getting a bunch of obscure films. Okay. Not just, not just obscure films, but also surprising films. Okay. For the podcast, because I try to do a like a themed month, and it, it, I, and that's what we're finishing this week of like weird Marvel films, and I feel that it, it it just wasn't that great of a themed month. So instead, we're just going to strange corners. I I, I blame it all on Spider Man. Spider Man is the reason yeah, for yeah, everything that was wrong. Yeah, that's you're probably right. Uh, so gave you the fucking coronavirus again, although you didn't get it. But even still, he yeah. tried. And and, that's the goddamn point. And, and I want to take this time to apologize for next week. OK, <laughs> I'm apologizing now. The way I explained it to my wife is I said, you know, the room yeah. This is 10 rooms. Is this going to be another this is like, Breen movie? Neil Breen. Oh wow, that was a that was a Neil Breen. No, this isn't Neil Breen. This is five Neil Breens and 10 the rooms. Okay. This is something else. This is you will gauge your life as before this and after this. And I just want to apologize now. Okay, we we will for what we're going to be. But but I I just want to apologize now. I also wanted to discuss something. I feel comfortable discussing this with you, Bunny, okay. because you are uh, uh, a, 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 a very good, close, personal friend who, who, whom I have known for a very long time. Uh, uh, I've been wearing dresses and skirts more. Okay. I'm wearing a skirt. I'm wearing a skirt right now, and it's wonderful. It is wonderful. See, this is why you watch. This is why you watch on the Facebook as opposed to listening on SoundCloud or whatever. Because my skirt is wonderful right now. Yes. It, 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 It just it makes me feel better. And also, what does it matter what I wear? I I I you know really miss my leopard spot dress. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Natasha was getting rid of a. We've been getting trying to get rid of a bunch of old clothes, and I saw some skirts of Natasha's, and I'm like, you know what? I'll take some of these. And so I've been wearing them. And uh, when we went to get a COVID test a couple of weeks ago, yeah, because uh, Amber had tested positive, and so 
Uh, we went to go get a COVID test. It was the first time ever in my life I went outside wearing a skirt. Okay. I got a I got a COVID test while wearing a skirt, and and, and uh, I, I'm I'm really proud of myself. It makes me feel better about myself. Okay. Sometimes it's something I do around the house makes me feel makes me feel better about myself. And also it doesn't matter. I wouldn't call myself in any way trans or if I was going to call myself trans, I would go more Eddie Izzard. I'm an executive transvestite. <laughs> I'm not a casual transvestite. I'm a business transvestite. Uh-huh. I'm an executive transvestite. And uh, and I've been trying to be more open and honest about it and, and wearing this more around the house. And I remember, you know, I it, there was like this nighttime outfit and I was going to come out wearing it. And 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 I was really nervous about like leaving the bedroom wearing this outfit. And I'm like, I'm so nervous. Should you warn the kids, honey? Should you, should you let them know? I'm all worried. I'm all nervous. I'm all scared. And Natasha called me down and said, Steve, calm down. Nobody cares, but you, I mean this in the nicest way. And that is so much. Shap, I was so busy this today that I never wrote Shap. Oh no, what's going to happen? Oh man, I can't believe I didn't do it. But then it's like, oh no, who's going to feel bad at me for not writing Shap? No one but me. Yeah. Like I am my own worst critic. Yeah. And so I really hate the things that I do. But in reality, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. So I came out and I was wearing this like, nighttime dress sort of deal and and Eleanor looked at me and just said dad you look like a handsome princess <laughs> and it's that's freaking perfect that's exactly what I'm going for because <laughs> sometimes you know I'm going through like a midlife crisis and I look at myself in the mirror sometimes and I'm, I'm like who the hell is this guy with all the, the white hair and the bags under his eyes and the body that looks like, like I'm looking through a fun house mirror. Like, I don't know who this person is, but then sometimes I just, I, but then I, 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 the way that I'm, that, that this makes me feel better about myself is I look at my wife and she's always fucking gorgeous. Like, it doesn't matter if she just woke up, she's sick, she's been vomiting, she's a gorgeous woman, and she's just always gorgeous. And it's like, oh, but wait a second. Why do I always look at women and, oh, women are gorgeous, but then I look at myself and I'm like, who's this fat cow? How can I look at myself the same way that I look at at, at other people and at women and then I'm like okay wait a second so let me let me look in the mirror and do some 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 work here with myself how can I look at myself the way that I look at women and so sometimes I'll look at myself in the mirror and be like okay I, I might be I might see myself as an ugly guy look at this hair though yeah. I got beautiful hair yeah. I've always had amazing nails. I always hated the way my feet look. So I've been painting the nails and now my feet are gorgeous. 
They have gorgeous feet. Okay. So I'm trying to I'm trying to look at myself differently. So I feel the way that I feel now is is that I I sometimes I look in the mirror and I see an ugly man. But if I shaved, which I refuse to do, uh, I might be a, a fairly attractive woman. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that I feel like one. I'm just using that to sort of make myself feel better. And so, yeah, I've been wearing some dresses here and there, and I'm all right with that. Well, you could always use that filter that people on Facebook use. Oh, yeah, I've never done Capio that. makes a damn fine-looking woman. Yeah, I would imagine so. I would imagine so. My My friend Tom, for some reason, I brought my friend Tom to a family function and my cousin Ernie was convinced that Tom was Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. And it's like, I don't know how you came to this realization. He was like five or six, but my cousin was convinced that Tom was Leonardo DiCaprio, specifically Jack from Titanic. My cousin was very young. He was. You frozen up good this time. Boy, that sure came out of left field. Because everyone knows that every uh, five-year-old boy has Titanic birthdays. Uh Uh-huh. That's just a fact. Yeah. Are we? Oh, no, my internet connection is unstable. Unstable, yeah, you just finished freezing up. Are you there, buddy? Yep. Okay, good. So that's me. So that's that's what I'm doing right now. How are you, bunny? Whoa, that wasn't a good start. It's... (laughs) It's it's been okay, although it's been kind of a frustrating week for no real good reason, you know? Yeah. And I was gonna take it so once again I haven't redone the break, so this is like the third or fourth fucking week in a row I've been using the same breaks. Uh that's fine. Because I, I, I need endings. I need I need some more of the Bruce Lee's and the John Lennon kind of things that I've done. And I wanted to take the week and and, and work on making those uh, voice clones that I was talking about previously. Because yes. I can have Bruce Lee and I can have john lennon and anybody i want without really having to do it myself badly you know uh and i would put QAnon karen to the side for a moment while i work on that because how long is that really gonna fucking take you know like i need to just give it a good night you know watch some tutorials and things that kind of thing And then I was going through Facebook and I found a 42 inch television for 45 bucks. Nice. So I went and got that. And now that is my computer monitor. 
And the 32-inch monitor became my secondary monitor, and it looks fucking great. But nice. for some reason, well, even still, uh, so, I, so I pulled the computer out so I can get the HDMI cable from the television into the back. Yes. Now, I got a lot of USB stuff plugged in the front, and I'm like, it would be a lot neater since the computer's out anyway. Let me let me plug them all in the back. So the microphone, the video camera, things like that, the things that stay plugged into the computer, I plugged them in the back. And I got the monitors all set up and everything. And I, I don't know when I realized, but somewhere along the way, I lost all of my fucking sound. All of my sound. Huh. And I was like, what the fuck? So I've been doing shit all week up until last night um, trying to get the sound ready so we could do the fucking show. No shit. So it was very frustrating. Huh. Now, now, of course, when when something like that happens, I also have to go and do something completely escapist at the same time. So I recreated Nettie Braxton as well, you know, so like, gee, let's start a new project. <clears throat> and I'll probably get a picture of her up later tonight. She looks fucking awesome. Okay. But anyway, cool. the sound, you know, I was getting sound out of my microphone on the web page from the stream and I was getting sound it sounded a little on the low side off of my tablet that I had in the zoom meeting yeah so I was like we seem to be good to go but like in any of my tests my my voice was never on the brakes or anything without toggling okay. the audio like I've been doing all week so I, I have no idea <laughs> But that means we're probably not going to be able to talk over the trailer of Dr. Mordred this week. Yeah. Huh? That's fine. That's fine. But we'll find out in editing because I'm just leaving the sound on and I'll find out if there's sound, you know, when I play it all back. So that has been about it for this. Uh, Mr. Potato Head became controversial, and I was like, wow, this is fucking ridiculous. Hey, uh, here's some news. I don't know if anybody but me is going to be excited about this, but there's a, a brewery in Oklahoma City called Coop Ale Works, and they have teamed up with Sonic Drive-Ins to starting May 1st, they're going to be releasing Sonic Hard Seltzer. Really? Okay. Drinks, but with their signature flavors. So they're going to be releasing alcoholic ocean water and alcoholic cherry limeade. And I am all for that. <laughs> nice. I love me some cherry limeade and some ocean water. And the fact that I can now 
starting May 1st can get drunk with that. Yeah. I'm super excited. That, I'm that super sounds excited. fun. There's a there's a Sonic nearby. Wanna get drunk at yeah. Sonic? Not right now. Well, starting May first. I don't know if they're going starting to be I don't know if they're going to be available. I don't know if they're gonna be available at Sonics, probably at your local like um like um what are they called? Alcohol stores? What, what, liquor stores? What's the word I'm looking for? Package. Liquor stores. Thank you. <laughs> They're alcohol departments. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm super excited to I drink an that alcoholic sounds, that, ocean. That sounds kind of weird to go to a liquor store to get Sonic. Alcoholic Sonic. I'm super excited for <laughs> alcoholic Sonic. That's gonna be that's gonna that's gonna be great. But let's mm. just tie up this Mr. Super Potato excited for that. Let's just tie up this Mr. Potato Head thing for the absolute reaches of how fucking stupid have we become. Okay. So was it Hasbro? Is it Hasbro? Whoever. Had a I toy believe it's line. Hasbro. Had a toy line. Called Mr. Potato Head. Yes. The Mr. Potato Head toy line comprised Mr. Potato Head and Mrs. Potato Head. Hasbro decided to make it just the Potato Head toy line. Which I'm fine with. That's it. That's all they did. There is still a Mr. Potato Head and a Mrs. fucking Potato Head. And Donald and Donald Trump Jr. is at CPAC talking about how the liberals have canceled the Muppets, and it's like, no, the liberals have not canceled the Muppets. The liberals have realized that there are some vaguely offensive things that are that were in the Muppet Show back in the day, like 1978, 1979. I I specifically like when uh, Kermit is singing "Lime in the Coconut." And he's sick in the hospital room and he's singing Lime in the Coconut to the doctor. But slowly but surely, the doctor turns into an African witch doctor. And he's like, he's got a black face and like a bone through his hair and like a one of those discs in his hip. And it's like, OK, this is kind of problematic. This is vaguely racist. And there's a lot of things in the Muppets. If you look at all of the original Muppet shows, OK, there are some things that could be vaguely racist. So they didn't care cancel the Muppets. They just put a warning in the beginning of all of the Muppet Show episodes that are now on Disney Plus that says, hey, some of this might be a little bit racist. Yeah, That's not canceling the Muppets, you fucktard. Yeah. Like, like we haven't canceled um, Bugs Bunny. Yeah. You know? And some of that shit was really racist. Like, really fucking racist. Really racist. Yeah. Mickey Mouse still has his white gloves. If, if we if we didn't have to deal with racist content, I'd never watch a fucking silent movie. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We'd be watching we'd be watching nothing but uh May West movies. Yeah. Yes. Unreal. Yeah. 
Unreal. It's ridiculous. There are still Mr. Potato Heads. Calm it the fuck down. Yeah. Good Lord. And Bill Maher is, Bill Maher said, oh, cancel culture has gone too far. And I'm like, oh, really? Cancel culture has gone too far, Bill Maher? Is that just you saying that or the six prostitutes you hired to do coke with you? <laughs> do all seven of you believe that cancel culture has gone too far? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. I, I, uh, you know, I mean, and, and meanwhile, Biden's bombing Syria, which I guess you could do when yeah. it's your team. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and like, yeah. I, I just heard somebody putting up an argument and a reason for, for why on a friend's post. And I, I'm like, look, there's always a reason for f- fucking warmongering. We haven't been in a conflict yet that hasn't had really good fucking reasons. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. He's bombing Syria. Yeah. We should be just about as outraged at this as we are were when Trump did it. And it's yep. this it, and it's this hypocrisy that pisses me off to no end. Yeah. Leave the women unless it's Tara Reid. Then slut shame her until she shuts up. You know? Because now it's your team. Yeah. Uh, and, and then and then we're not getting the $2,000. We're not getting $15 an hour minimum wage. Uh-huh. Because when Democrats are in power, they don't want to use their power. They want to work with Republicans. But then when Democrats aren't in power, they're upset that Republicans are using their power. Yeah. 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 It's like, oh, we need to. We can't. We can't just pass laws. We need to be bipartisan. Here is exactly what a Democratic administration is. They are going to do what they can to try to placate the people because the people are close to fucking revolt. So let's do whatever we can to try to placate the people for the cheapest price tag possible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, you know, like... Okay, great. So, so, so you were kind of full of shit about the two thousand because you've this little loophole. Well, we gave you six hundred of it, but we're not getting the fourteen hundred either. Yeah, yeah. Jamie hasn't gotten the six hundred. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, so, so. Basically, basically, we just want politicians who talk really pretty to us and make us feel good. Yeah. Why are they? Why did we just? Everything's okay now because we've rebranded detention camps. 
I'm surprised that so many like, people were like, so many people were like, hey, Joe Biden isn't a perfect candidate, but the important thing is defeating Trump. And so this is what we're going to do. We're going to work really hard to make sure that Trump is defeated. And then after that, we will work on making sure that Joe Biden uh, passes uh, liberal uh, passes a liberal agenda. We will work on Joe Biden after he wins. But so many of the people who said that immediately went to Joe Biden won. We won. Don't anyone say anything bad about Joe Biden. Yeah. And now they're just they're just uh, justifying everything he decides to do. Yeah. And yeah. it's like no, that wasn't the plan. The fifteen dollar minimum wage, like. It's it's not finished. It's not over with yet. But what the Democrats did was instead of allowing it to go through by reconciliation, which would need a simple majority, they have made it so that it needs more Republican votes. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh, thank you. Why, why, why don't you just tell us that you're not going to do it instead of lying to us? Because that was a yeah. clear sign that you're not interested in doing it at all. Yeah. I don't understand. I do not understand at all. Mm-hmm. Just 100% straight up lying. Mm-hmm. And it's ridiculous. But it's our team now, so everything he does is good. Well, yeah. Everything's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Because he talks real pretty. And if you if you hear anybody or see any memes that's expressing gratitude to, to Joe Biden or anything like that, that's what's said. That's yeah. what's pointed out. Oh, well, he has empathy and, you know, he speaks well and... Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty low bar. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a very low bar and he's barely fucking clearing it. He's doing exactly what he was expected to do and nothing more. Yeah. He's putting shit Ridiculous. back the way it was, but the way it was sucked. The way it was Sandy Hook happened in the way it was. You know? A majority, uh, I don't want to say the majority, but a a lot of the police killings of black men happened in the way it was. Just like it's still happening now after Trump. Yeah. So what do you, so... The only thing that's happened is we have somebody who talks pretty to us. Yeah. But it's the same shit. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's outrageous. Yeah. But I'm really excited of getting on to the shap. What's what's the shap? What shap do you have for us this week? I don't have a shap, but I've got a special treat. Okay. 
We can it's just- a look. It, it's a it's a special treat. It's a special treat. We could just we could just pick a historical figure at random and start mocking them, or we could do a shap seance and we can pick a historical figure at random and we can summon them. Just kicking. That's a good idea. I, I am very interested in the treat. So let us head on over to Shap and let's say something else that we want to bitch about. Uh, no, I'm just talking to everybody on on on, on the Facebook. Oh, there are people on Facebook. Yeah, Tim Caldwell said about uh, the the. Snyder cut that he wants to see the big musical number, and I just wrote "Springtime for Dark Side." <laughs> Springtime for Dark Side and the Joker. Yeah. So until um, next week, this has been Bunny Versus, and mm-hmm. I just want to tell you. Self-adhesive tape? Yes, please. Very nice. Very nice. I love that. I absolutely love that. And cut, okay. and cut. on that. Yes. There's no shaft this week. Okay. Uh, usually Usually, I write Act 1 during the week, and then on Saturday, I spend all day working on SHAP, and then Sunday, I wake up super early, and I, I, I write out Act 3. That's usually the way that it goes. And this week, I just decided to, to, to spend time with the kids and spend time with the family and binge-watch The Good Place instead of writing SHAP. And I didn't write it, but here's the thing. This isn't school. I'm not going to get an F. You know, I was just busy. I was just busy and I didn't get to it. It's fine. I, 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 didn't, get, I didn't get to the breaks, which I have. I've been using the same breaks for three fucking weeks. Even after having taken yeah. stuff from Tim Caldwell to use in the new breaks. <laughs> yeah. So it's fine. It's absolutely fine. So uh, Tim Caldwell is already working on Springtime for Dark Side. All right. Hooray. Decent idea that I that I just randomly came up with. That's a that's a decent idea. So but I have a special treat for this week's chat. Okay, so here's here's a special the possible future of Shaps, because this is how I do it. I'm on my computer. I'm on my computer. And I'm, I'm, I'm just going about my normal day on the computer and on the Internet and this and that. And every once in a while, I'll find some weird article or some weird story about something from the past in history. I'll just find some random thing and I'll go, huh, uh, maybe this could possibly be a shap. So I put it in a shap folder on my computer. For, and I have this folder of possible future shaps. 
So on your computer, you've got basically a pile of shap. Yeah, I've got a pile of future installment. This week, it might be fun since I'm not doing a shap to just take a short look at some of the shaps that I have saved up on my computer to one day use to one day water and hopefully grow into full-fledged shaps. Yes. So here is a look at some possible future Steve's historic approximations. Number one, Lepantomane, who was, and this is true, he was a professional French farter. Okay. He, he, this was an actual guy who would perform at the Moulin Rouge and was super successful. This guy was a professional French stage farter. Uh, but if it's French, it's artistic. You know that. That's right. He he was an art farter. He was an art farter. Mm -hmm. So then there's, uh, then there's also, uh, W.W. Former WWF wrestler Val Venus. Do you remember Val Venus? Yes. Hello, ladies. Yeah, well, apparently he's taken a really depressing extent to the far right. Uh, And he was on Twitter. He was on Twitter talking crazy shit about how The Rock eats babies with Ellen DeGeneres and Bill Gates is putting, I don't know, chemicals in the water to turn the freaking frogs gay. They finally banned him recently on Twitter, and I thought we could do a look at the history of Val Venus in WWE and then his firing and subsequent turn to the dark side. So that's another possible shap right there. We're already two shaps in. Uh, so... That sounds like a fun Wait, one. Here's a th- sounds like a fun one. Yeah. yeah. So here's a, a fun one. Back in the day, wine used to be infused with cocaine. So people used to just drink cocaine wine. And apparently cocaine wine was such a big deal that there was, back in the day, one particular brand of cocaine wine that was endorsed by a pope. Nice. I love the idea of like, hey, it's a popa. Do you like drinking the cocaine wine? So do I. But when you go to get totally blitzed on the cocaine wine, you try this. You know, like a like a like a Pope cocaine commercial. Yes. And so that that was another idea. This is a possible two-parter or maybe two shaps in one, but I think this one's an important one, but I haven't done it yet because I it, it would need a lot of work to really get this one out here. And also it might be in two parts, but uh, so let me say both of them. Number one, famous fashion designer Coco Chanel and her secret life working for the Nazis. Okay. And here's part two, which might sound familiar. Famous fashion designer Hugo Boss and his secret life working for the Nazis. Okay. And the fact that Coco Chanel 
is still like a big, huge name, and people are still wearing Hugo Boss cologne and putting on Hugo Boss uh, clothing and cologne and stuff. They were Nazis. They were literal fucking Nazis. And the fact that people don't know about that is shocking. So now, I I don't know if I have ever actually seen a picture of Coco Chanel, but my brain immediately goes to that character from The Incredibles. Yeah, yeah, you're you're basically right. I forget her name, but that to me is uh, Edna. Her name Edna. is Edna. Edna, yes. Excuse me. I have enough kids to know that her name was it. So uh, this one, I believe you gave to me uh, pirate guacamole. Pirate guacamole. I believe. Yeah. Uh, pirates wrote the first English language guacamole recipe. It sounds vaguely familiar. I know. I know. I send you well, from time to time when I see them. Yeah. So I believe you gave me that one. Here's another one. The world's most infamous newspaper comic strip ever. A deep dive into Gary Larson's cow tools. Cow tools. Back when Gary Larson's The Far Side was a thing, he drew one comic that enraged America. So much so that Gary Larson had to out and explain one of his far sides so i think people have forgotten the infamous cow tools comic strip this I is have. something history should remember so yes. cow tools here's another one the australian is, village is, is is it as as mind-blowing as the time ziggy raped that little boy uh it's worse it's worse oh. than that it's worse than that. A million times worse. There's a, he was sad a, about it, everybody. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. yeah. He was yeah. kind of yeah. down on... Ziggy was kind of down on himself about it. But there you go. Yeah. Uh, the Australian village that had a name that was so notorious that they finally had to change the village's name. I like that one. And then there's also a shap that I'm working on on an organization called the SPCSCPG. I can't tell you what that stands for because that gives away the entire shap. Okay. But it was an organization called the SPCSCPG. And it's kind of astounding to me that this is actual that that was an actual thing anyway those are some of the shaps that i have on my future shap folder of possible future steve's historic approximations let me tell you what what we're doing next week next week we're we're discussing a legendary video game that defined an entire generation and it's notoriously bad follow-up. Okay. So bad they had to pull it from the market. Okay. That's what we are discussing next week. So uh, be sure and join us next week for a full-sized and fully formed Steve Sistoric uh, approximations and and cut on that very special nice short chat. Cut on that.
We are cutted. Okay. Yes. We still have a movie to discuss. We still have a movie to talk about. We need to talk about full moon features. We need to talk about Judge Dredd. We need to talk about Renfair shirts. We need to talk about stop motion animation. But before we get to that, maybe we should take a break. Should we take a break? We should take a break. Okay. I concur. We will be right back with more of the Poop on Film after this. Do 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 skitty bop a doo wow and break. No further on your face. An ass put on a lion skin. And went bouncing around the forest merrily, scaring the foolish beasts by books by rocks. Till at last, he tried to scare them all. But Bob, hearing from beneath the main, that raucous voice. So petulant, so vain. Oh, ass! Bob too run away. But that Bob knows your old familiar prey. That's just the way with asses. That's just. in the sunset, long walks on the pavement, and hiding in shoes, and I'm looking for a special female, and girl, 
Not everyone sees you the way I do. So let me look deep inside all eight of your beautiful eyes. And I don't see human like other people do. I see a glorious spider, baby. Yeah. So I want to let you know. I play spider with you all night long. Shimmy here. Up next to me. And do that stanky spider dance you do. So shake that cephola thorax. And your abdomen do. Ah, girl. Come on, come on. Be my spider, baby. Yeah. Be my spider, baby. Come on, come on. And I know how it is when a male spider tries to show you what he's made of. And I gotta let you know, I don't mind dying for just one night of sweet spider love. If that's what it takes to get near your girl. A hungry female may consume any invertebrate that comes along, including her suitors. But baby, but baby, I don't mind. Because you're truly worthy. You're worth it, baby. My pedipals are palpitating, circulating. I could be perspirating, but I can't because I got an ectoskeleton. But that don't matter now. So let me be your daddy, baby. Hopelessly tangled up in your silky web. Let me kiss your fangs before you jump off my head. Yeah. Come on, come on, be my spider, baby. Yeah. One, two, one, two. Come on, come on, be my spider. You know it's true, girl. Species. Females eat the males after sweet, sweet love. But I don't mind. Nah. You see, I got eight boots on my legs for knocking. I notice you do too. Spider baby rocking all night long. You see, even spider love is blind. Come on. Ooh. Come on, come on, be my spider baby. Sixteen yeah. boots of spider knocking. Come on, come on. You know it's true, girl. Come on, girl. come on, come on, be my spider baby. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be <laughs> Come on, come on, be my baby. Yeah. Be my spider baby. Yeah. Come on, come on, be my spider baby. Yeah. Be your daddy's spider lonely. Come on, come on, be my baby. <laughs> Thank you.
You are about to witness a new dimension in entertainment. Peter Lemon Jello. Oh, I could have been a million things. Peter Lemon Jello. A mood rock experience called Love 76. Yes, Peter Lemoncello has created a new kind of music that's both romantic and moving. Just listen. In this two-album package, Love 76, you'll experience all the warmth and tenderness living in the heart of Peter Lemoncello, plus the excitement that is Peter Lemoncello on stage. Rock me gently, rock me slowly, take it easy, don't you know? That's Andy Kim. I said this last week on the podcast during this exact same time. Rock me gently. Rock me slowly, take it easy, don't you know? And a man named Peter Lemoncello. Hear him every day. Mm. Here's how. Zamfir. Call 586-7700. Yes. Uh, he had a song. He had a song in Kill Bill. Six ninety eight for records or eight ninety eight for eight track tape. He did, and I was blown away, and I'm like, what? One of the songs on Kill Bill is by Zamfir, the master of the pan food. From the last I, few weeks, I am one hundred percent convinced that if this one as, is called as, Prince, as, as media pandering, had all just bought the Ionic says Quadra, Prince, that the coronavirus wouldn't have happened. The way the media carries on about this one hundred percent, we all should have bought the Ionic Breeze Quadra from those point, commercials. So. Because if we did, the coronavirus would not have and touched still us. Are, I say good riddance. Typical left-wing, pandering media, always oh, pushing yeah, their cause. Back. Hell, when Elton John dies, they will probably declare a national holiday for it. They should, because Elton John is a treasure, number one. Um. Uh, number two, mm, you need to check yourself. Okay. And third, it's not media pandering. Apparently, it's a pandering yeah. media. It's, it's a media that's run by pandas. The pandering media. I like that. Live fast, die young, leave a good-looking corpse. You just make sure you come back next week. In a Manhattan apartment, Dr. M. Tom Mordred has stood guard between our world and the dark dimensions. Now, after centuries of waiting, evil's ultimate warrior has arrived. Cabal is a demon who uses mortals to do his bidding. 
What difference does it make if I want this dying planet? A sorcerer is not a god. It would be beyond the apocalypse. Our powers can be amusing. Mordred, master of the unknown. Corky. The guy who who And we're back with more of the Pope on film. Act three money! Act three. Act three. Yes, buddy, my friend, it is time once again for all of us here at the Pope on Film Podcast to finally get around to our notorious third act. And it is set artisanally handcrafted executive first class and available for a limited time only. Movie of the week! And this week, we basically watch a Doctor Strange bootleg with a look at the 1992 Full Moon Features movie, Dr. Mordred. Yes. And before we go on, I would just like to take some time and explain to the younger listeners out there how important it is that this week's movie is a Full Moon Features movie. I, I, think I, it, I think it helps. Yeah. Full, I, I full like moon. this movie. I like this movie. <laughs> this is an all right movie. Full Moon Features was basically the asylum of the 90s. Mm-hmm. And you, you rent a movie, you buy a movie, you download a movie, and then you go, oh, right in the beginning, you see that tag and you go, oh, it's this is an asylum movie. Yeah. Okay. Now I know what I'm getting myself into. Basically, that was full moon features in the 90s and 2000s. If you saw a cheesy VHS horror movie with an epically dumb cover, chances were that was full moon features. Yes. Uh, they were fun. They were yeah. bad, but they were fun movies. Yes, uh, they, the puppet they, they made like they specialized in guilty fucking pleasures. Yeah, the puppet master, doll man, demonic toys, the kids series, prehysteria, uh, evil bong, the ginger dead man, killjoy, the demonic clown, uh, trancers, trancers. Uh, and they're still cranking shit out. Last year they came out with Corona Zombies. All right. Uh, so they're they're still uh, going strong. Are you listening to me? There's a whole area of full moon features on Tubi TV, and I love Tubi because they just have great crap. Yes. Uh, Tubi TV is a great streaming service if you want to watch things that no other streaming service would ever carry. We have all of them up here. Yeah. 
So I, I love me some Tubi TV. I remember seeing uh, the Full Moon Features logo at the beginning of the film and going, oh, okay, shit. This is where we're headed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. This, it, this feels different from a typical Full Moon Features film. It seems like they tried harder. Yes. They you know, seem to try harder. While really not making it there. Yeah. So this film was directed by Charles Band himself. He was the man who created uh, uh, Full Moon Features. He was a wannabe movie producer and director who started Full Moon Features in 1988. And even before he... he made full moon features. He had his hand in a lot of B movies. He was the producer behind um, Laser Blast. Yeah. A notorious Mystery Science Theaters movie. So so this film was written by Charles Band himself and it stars Jeffrey Combs, the reanimator himself. So this film is a 100% ripoff of Marvel's Doctor Strange. Bunny, do you want to explain that? Say that again? This movie is a direct ripoff of Marvel's Doctor Strange. And I was wondering if you wanted to explain that to the people. To the people. Explain that? Well, as far as... Uh... Uh, from what I understand, they had Full Moon had the rights to Doctor Strange for a short period of time and started creating a Doctor Strange project. And then they had some because really they gave they gave rights to goddamn Roger Corman. You know, why not? Yeah. You know? Yeah, that tracks. Yeah, it tracks to the time. Yeah. Uh, so they started working on a Doctor Strange project and somewhere along the line lost the rights to Doctor Strange and they were like eh, fuck it we can still do this yeah yeah no that's a, that's that's 100% it they had the rights they lost the rights but can but decided to continue on but without the rights like this is the this is the glenn or glenda of marvel movies it's kind of like i used to love highlights for children and one of the things i used to love in highlights for children was the picture with all the hidden little stuff huh Okay. I I was wondering if you were talking about the Timber Toes or Goofus and Gallant, but no, you're talking about the picture. Continue. Timber Toes fucking rocked. Yeah. But I like the little pictures. And that's what this movie was like. Because it was like Doctor Strange, but not. But you're still like, Yeah, okay. I don't give a fuck what you call it. That's the eye of Agamotto. Eleanor, pick up the lid that you just dropped on the floor and put it back on the marker that you tried to put back without a lid. I saw that entire thing happen, and you you done got caught. Uh, yeah, so they had the rights, they lost the rights, and then decided to continue it. It's just like uh, like I... Uh, Hi, I'm here. I'm here about the Doctor Strange movie. Well, a few things have changed. 
it's not going to be a Doctor Strange movie anymore. Goddamn Variety had to run the story before I got the rights. Now that bitch wants the sky. Oh, so you're not going to do the movie. Fuck no. Of course we're going to still do the movie. We already pre-sold Alabama and Oklahoma. Those repressed Okies. They like that twisted, perverted stuff. We'll fictionalize it. That's basically what they did. This is yeah. the Glenn or Glenda of Marvel movies. They just fictionalized everything. Uh, and I, and first, I, I want to point out that the villain is not the saxophone player from Lost Boys. Is not the saxophone player from Lost Boys. And as much as I love everything. Jeffrey Combs, and I always have, I've loved Jeffrey Combs since Reanimator. Okay. And I love the work he's done in Star Trek. He doesn't give get nearly enough credit for the work he's done as an actor. But I am still convinced when Bruce Campbell's voicemail is full, it rings over to Jeffrey Combs. Yeah, that's that's uh he was playing a very a very I feel that Doctor Strange would be more bombastic. Yeah. And he was playing it very quiet. Yeah. You know, like, hi, I'm Doctor Strange. Hi. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I have powers. You, you almost Please get me. Him, you almost expected him yeah. to say something like, Do you want to see my collection of shoes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I found a quote from John Carpenter that I wanted to read. Because uh, just to show you, but uh, John Carpenter was interviewed and he said, and, and this is a rough quote, but he said, when the atomic bomb goes off, all that will be left are cockroaches. And also, I assume, Charles Band. <laughs> So that's the guy who made this movie. I feel that that's a pretty good that's a pretty good description of the guy who founded Full Moon Features. He's kind of band is kind of a direct cross between Lloyd Kaufman and Roger Corman. Yes. Yeah. Like if we put them on a number line with Lloyd Kaufman being at the bottom and Roger Corman being at the top, Charles Band would really slide right in the middle there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I I will say this. Kudos to this film for only being an hour and 14 minutes. The Snyder Cut is going to be three and a half Dr. Mordred's long. Yes. So I appreciate any film that can get it tight like this, you know? Yes. I appreciate that. I also love the bad guy in this film because he's been in everything. Yes. He's been a Klingon. He's been a, a alien nation alien. He's been, there was a period in time when you saw his weird ass bony face in everything. Yes. So I appreciate that. A, like I and I loved his Renfair shirt. It reminded me of Pod People. So yeah. when I first saw him get out of like his evil Jeep, yeah, 
And then he died. Oh, his final words were, huzzah. So <laughs> that was fun. And then the, the love interest in this movie, deep-voiced Samantha, she was in 21 Jump Street. And I vaguely remember having a crush on her in like eighth grade. Yeah. In like seventh or eighth grade, having a crush on Samantha in this week's movie. So, but here's the thing. Here's the thing about Dr. Mordred. Okay, so comic, this movie came out in 1992. So let's talk about comic book movies of the 90s. The Crow Athens. We're talking about uh, Blade, Spawn, Blade 2, Dolph Lundgren as the freaking Punisher. Yes. Uh, Stallone's Judge Dredd, yeah. Tank Girl, freaking Men in Black movies, Shaquille O'Neal in Steel, Dick Tracy won three Academy Awards, and Do the Right Thing won zero. Yeah. Zero. Uh, the Shadow, The Phantom, Batman and Robin, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze, The Crow 2, City of Angels or whatever the hell. So when you put all of those movies together and the camp and the flash and the neon and the grid and the bad acting, you get all of those 90s comic book movies together and like... Eh, Dr. Mordred's all right. I'd rather watch Dr. Mordred than the shadow or the phantom again. Yes. Yes. You know, like, and like you would like, mention, like you would mention at some other point though, it does have a very made for TV feel. It feels, it like, feels a like a pilot. It feels like a pilot. It feels like a tame, safe TV movie pilot but then no TV channels wanted it, so they sh shoved in a pair of titties in the F word. Yeah. Is what this feels like. But this is a fairly decent attempt for 1992 to make a Doctor Strange movie. This, yeah. this, this was pretty good. I was impressed. You know, it seems it was, as if... It was fun and fun carries you a long way this is a yeah. lot i hate about this too <laughs> you know yeah but it's more fun than than to be bothered with the hate yeah this was fairly decent i i i was really creeped out by the guy's melted eyes yeah that was good. I was creeped out by that. This is decent. This isn't the best, but in the 90s, you know, comic book movies weren't shooting for freaking awards. Yeah. You know? This is better than Shaquille O'Neal in Steel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is all right. You know? Now it, this movie does something that I absolutely hate. What? That we see in other movies it's you know always a little di really you have a raven so you fucking name it edgar i mean like how goddamn obvious can you be yeah yeah that's pretty bad that's pretty bad what's your dog's name rex yeah spot yeah dog i had a dog and we named it Grandpa 
And it was the greatest name ever for a dog. I'm assuming one of the kids, honey. Uh, it was the greatest name for a dog because of what I imagined the neighbors overheard. Which was like, ah, uh, Grandpa peed on the carpet again. Somebody get me the newspaper. Bad Grandpa. Bad Grandpa. Get in your cage. <laughs> cage grandpa somebody get his leash someone needs to walk grandpa <laughs> bad grandpa this is why we're getting you fixed grandpa we need to take grandpa to the vet to get him fixed it was the best it was the best name for a dog ever yes my my wife thinks differently, but it was the best name for a dog ever and I'm really proud of that I, like I, it. I am in favor of it Thank you. I liked the, the I I appreciated the old school stop motion uh, Harryhausen skeleton battle at the end. Yes, I appreciated that, and it's like, oh, this is some old school movie shit. I appreciate this. Mm -hmm. You know, this was fun, and I liked it. It was all right. Out of all of the the out of all of the because we've spent a month watching these weird uh, Marvel hybrids. Yeah, we watched 1990 Captain America, which wasn't that bad and does not to deserve to be on the IMDb bottom 100 list of the no. 100 movies of all time. No, even though it's Captain America's fun Italian adventure, it's not it, worse than the room. Yeah, it's not worse than the room. Uh, we have some slightly different opinions about 1977's The Amazing Spider-Man. Yes. Uh, but Nicholas Hammond was great in Once Upon a Time dot 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 in Hollywood. Yes. As the director of TV's Lancer. He was great in that. And then last week, um, The Inhumans Can Suck My Balls. Yes. Uh, Black Bolt has a tuning fork on his freaking forehead. Yes. It, it was obviously their attempt to do a Game of Thrones. But then I, but then Dr. Mordred, I don't know. I feel that when I think of full moon features, I think of some real tongue in cheek, cheap, bad movies that know that they're bad. But this felt like an attempt of full by full moon features to try and do a fairly serious Dr. Strange movie. And, and, and I think they did a pretty good job. And it's easier to give them a bit more of a pass because it's full moon. Yeah. And so you already expect it to be bad, but in a fun way, but, but I don't know. They, they impressed me with this. Yes. Yeah. This was all right. This was an all right film. This was pretty good. And it's available on Tubi, along with a lot of other crap. <laughs> Tubi is great for crap. Everyone should be on Tubi. There's some really good, dumb shit on there that I'm a big fan of. And, and I'm happy that Tubi is an option for us. You know, that, that that is an option that is out there for us to, to do some other films. I, I I would really like to take a deep dive into all of Roy Orman's Christian scare films. 
Okay. That are on, that are all on Tubi, but that's not what we're doing next week. Bunny. Yes. Bunny. Okay. Okay. I'm bracing myself. Originally, I had the idea to make 2021 a different sort of month and that a different sort of year. And each month we would do these themed uh, months. And so the first month was going to be like different Marvel movies, and like like the outskirts, the outer rim territories of the Marvel films. Yeah. But I and it was fun, but uh there were some problems with the month and with my family uh, dealing with COVID again. And so it was an all right month, but it wasn't the best. So I have spent the last few weeks researching and hunting down some strange, bizarre, and sometimes obscure films to watch, not just obscure movies, but movies that I feel like people wouldn't expect us to do. Okay. We're not doing it next week, but I've got a Kenny Rogers movie that we will eventually <laughs> here. And I'm really proud because this is a movie that I don't think anyone would expect us to do, but I got it and we're going to do it, but not next week. I wanted when we were finally done with these freaking Marvel movies to do something different, to do something really different. And so next week, we are doing the 2005, technically 2005, uh, movie called Dangerous Men. Okay. It's called Dangerous. It's called Dangerous Men. It technically came out in 2005, but uh, the person who filmed it um, started working on it in 1984. Okay. So it took 21 years to make, and it shows it was filmed by a foreign man under the pseudonym John S. Rad. Okay. And um, there is bad movies, and then there is John Rad's Dangerous Men. And let me just say, I apologize to you, Bunny, and may God have mercy on our souls. And this, this is Tubi again? No, 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 no. It's on our shared cough cough. Okay. I hunted it down. Okay. I don't think anyone has this. I hunted this down, and it is already waiting for you, my friend. Okay. But that's what we're doing next week. This is crazy. And nothing will prepare you for it. Okay. So just buckle up and get ready. Next week, we're doing 2005's John S. Rad film, Dangerous Men. We will also be talking about Canada, and we'll be talking about a famous uh, video game. So that's next week. But now that I'm looking back at this week, oh, man, the highs and the lows, uh, wanted... Evil Jar Jar Binks, Joss Whedon, Cow Tools, Reanimator. I've got to say, I think this has been a pretty good episode of the show, a pretty good episode of the podcast. I think this has been pretty good. This has been a damn good episode.
Okay, good. I felt the same way, but I didn't want to step on your toes. I feel like you're the one who makes that distinction, not me. And I didn't want to, you know, uh, ruffle any feathers. But yes, I concur. I concur with your assessment, good sir. So until next week, I am Bunny Williams. And I am Reverend Steve, and on behalf of Maxwell and Natasha and Bella and everybody else, I just want to say thanks for listening, and we will see you next week, you godless heathens. Oh, wait. I think I hear a door. I hear running. There you go. Thank you, Bella. Do 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 do